Hi, this is Carrie Brownstein. This is DJ Premier. This is Darren Aronofsky. You got the Rizzo right here. Rose McGowan. Radiohead. Aisha Tyler. A tribe Call Quest. Fred Armisen. Fritz Paul. Javier Munoz, Seth Meyers. Frankie Cosmos. Flying Lotus. Hi, we're Haim, and you're listening to the Talk House Podcast. Ow! What's up? I'm Ellie Einhorn. Welcome back to the show. Today I'm joined by Nick Dawson, Editor-in-Chief of Talk House Film. We have some very, very hilarious guests on today's episode, Aubrey Plaza and Craig Robinson. Two legends of the modern Hollywood screen. Too true. It is too true, Nick. And they are collaborating, not just on our podcast, but on a film. An evening with Beverly Laughlin, the fever dream comic confection created by Jim Hosking, who is a regular TalkCast contributor, and a wild man, an illiterate, an idiot... He is all things to all men, and, and this is a pretty crazy film. It also has Emil Hirsch, Jermaine Clement, and your friend uh, Maria Bamford. Oh, Maria. Not, not my friend, but my friend uh, in my dreams. Well, that's what I meant. <laughs> now, Nick, you've had a chance to check out this movie, and you said that it is a little bit untraditional. It is a crazy, hilarious, wild, unpredictable, go in with no preconceptions and just let the film happen to you, you know? Just, it's an experience. <laughs> I can't wait to see this one. Now, for those of you out there who don't own a television, who who haven't been to a movie theater in 10 years. Who've been living under a rock. Under a rock, perhaps. Aubrey Plaza is a hilarious comedian and actress best known for her role as April Ludgate on the hit NBC sitcom Parks and Recreation. It's a hitcom. It's a hitcom. It is a hitcom. She's also appeared in a number of films we're talking about Funny People, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Monsters University, Life After Beth, Dirty Grandpa, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Nick, I actually engineered that audiobook for Simon & Schuster. You did indeed. I did. The Little Hours, Ingrid Goes West. And of course, Safety Not Guaranteed, directed by a recent podcast guest, Colin Trevorrow. Shouts. On the other side of the net for this game of comedy tennis, we have Mr. Craig Robinson, who is it, kind of interesting, like... Parks and Rec, the Greg Daniels show that really made Robbie Plaza's name, the Greg Daniels show that kind of made Craig Robinson a global star, was The Office. He's Daryl Philbin, of course. But personally, I tend to think of him more from movies like Pineapple Express, Hot Tub Time Machine. Zack and Mary make a porno. This is the end. Sausage Party. Yep. And of course, he's a recurring character in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. As Doug Judy, the Pontiac Bandit. Now, Nick, predictably with talents like this, this talk gets really fucking weird really fucking quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty accurate. I mean, they have the call-in, you know. With, uh... This is our second call-in segment, I think. It, it was pioneered by uh, David Cross, Gene Gray, and Fab Moretti of the Strokes. Indeed, that was a, a pretty legendary call-in that they had. And here they, they make themselves a single entity, Corbury Plazenson, and uh, we hear from them. We hear from uh, Lauren from Indiana. Oh, has, boy, do we ever. Who is a recurring presence in this. Uh, you'll just have to continue to listen to know what the hell I'm talking about. There's also lots of singing in this episode. It's the singingest. <laughs> it's beautiful. But we also hear about some pretty serious things, Nick. We hear about Craig's epic hangover, which required him to be uh, wheelchair-bound temporarily. He was living his best life. I love it. We have Molly Shannon's advice about acting and exhaustion. We hear about Aubrey's failed prank on Chris Bosch. The former Miami Heat All-Star. And there is an in-depth discussion about dongles. It had to happen sometime, and I'm glad that it happened now on our show. I'm just saying it. <laughs> Should we play the tape? Let's roll the tape. 
This is Aubrey Plaza. This is Craig Robinson. And you're listening to the Talk House Podcast. Podcast. Craig Robinson. Aubrey Plaza. Oh, we got Craig Robinson. Yeah, Aubrey Plaza. Hey, Aubrey, how are you? Fine. You're doing a little promotion for your movie, huh? Yeah, you like that? Yeah. How you feel about this? How you feel about like like doing this? Like you came from where to do this today? <gasps> um, I came from a little town called Vancouver, baby. Vancouver, British Columbia. British the trees Columbia. are tall and the water is thick, if you know what I mean. So you're down there working. You have to talk about what you're working on, but you did get up this morning and you're on a flight from Vancouver to Los Angeles. Yeah, something like that. What about and you? you hadn't slept in how long before this? I don't think I've slept in about Fifty-seven hours. No, but you I, know I don't care. I'm used to that as well. It's like, how do you do? You prepare for that? You do you say I know I'm not gonna sleep for today, so I'm just gonna accept it and, and then rest later? Or how, what do you, you know? What's your process. A couple of years ago, Molly Shannon gave me the advice to never fetishize sleep, and it stuck with me because I used to be one of those people that would count, you know, count my sleep hours and be, you know, really neurotic about like, well, I can't get six hours of sleep. I got to get seven hours of sleep. No, when I get seven hours of sleep, then I'm not going to be, I got nine hours of sleep. Um, and then Molly Shannon was just like, no, she was like, Aubrey, she's like, just let it go. You know? And if you're exhausted, um, actually you're more open and vulnerable. So sometimes that's really good for work. Um, so, you know, just like, let it go, let go. And I just said, fuck it. I'm letting go. Sleep cannot control me anymore. But not, by not fetish, fetish, by not fetishizing sleep. Yes. Does that mean like, can't, can I can still look forward to being like, oh, I think I'm gonna get nine hours tonight. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. I'm just saying not like. Obsessing not obsessing how many hours. in a neuro- negative, neurotic way about lack of sleep. Right. We're stronger than this shit. We're animals, baby. If we need to survive and stay up in the woods, we'll do it. People, you know, get lost in the woods and islands all the time. They got to do something. Also, this this is work, but it's not like like going to you know set to work. No. So you can almost sleepwalk through the day. Yeah, you don't have to. I'm not here right now. Right, right. I'm miles away. <laughs> nice. Where are you? I'm right here. All right, me too. You are someone else. I am still right here. You are someone What have else. I become? What have I become? My sweetest friend. Swedish friend. Swedish. American girl. <laughs> Swedish friend. <laughs> so, Aubrey. Drugs and Tell alcohol. me about this movie. An Beverly Loughlin. With Beverly Loughlin. For one magical night only. It's a comedy. It's um, a, lo- a love story. Um, our characters are soulmates. It's written and directed by Jim Hosking, the brilliant British freak. How'd you come to hear of Jim Hosking? I saw the movie The Greasy Strangler. I saw the movie The Greasy Strangler. And then I went on that thing. What was your favorite part of Greasy Strangler? When, um, ew. Whenever I think about that movie, I immediately think about you know what I mean? What? <laughs> that part where he comes out of like the, in my mind, he comes out of a car wash. Yes. But, and he's like screaming. And his like, can I say dick? <laughs> his like, <laughs> pe- sorry. His like penis is, 
his penis is mangled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. No, I love the part <laughs> where he was getting washed in the car wash, and yeah, he would just stand there screamed. and scream. That it guy's is hysterical. Fucking crazy. That guy was insane. I just like any time he delivered any line. That old man. Yeah, uh, uh, Hosking, Jim Hosking, the director, for those listening who don't know what I mean when I say Hosking. Hosking has this uh, ability to find these characters that are just absolutely out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a lover of, of the freaks and the weirdos. So you saw Greasy Strangler. I saw Greasy Strangler. Had you already read the script to... And evening with Beverly Loughlin. I did read the script. I read it first. I knew you were attached, so of course I wanted to work with you. Hey, and then I up? saw the Greasy Strangler, and then I and then I saw a movie he did, a short film he did, and I was like, "Sign me up! I'm mm. going to Eureka, baby." Not to mention you have a dope character, Lulu Danger. I love the and name. a dope character name, Lulu Danger. And she has dope hair. Yes. And dope outfits. My outfits are pretty dope in the movie. I play Beverly Laughlin. Yeah, what's up with Laughlin? Well, he's he's this like entertainer, singer dude. Who mm-hmm. Goes from town to town. He's um travels with his he's codependent with this dude. And he uh So how did you know what song to sing? And he's uh, influenced by Scottish culture. So he he got the songs from Scotland. Why did I ever become a football referee? I could have been an engineer or sailor on the sea. Whenever they had a fault to find, they always pick on me. Why did I ever become a football referee? I did, 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 I those little ticks of time keep on talking, 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 ticky, 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 talking all the day. Those little ticks of time on the reason, on the why they just ticky, 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 tock, tock, time away. Ticky, ticky, tick, tock, tick. That's Matt Berry's part. Ticky, ticky, tick, tock, tick. Do you work with Jermaine on Legion? Do you see him on set ever? Yeah, I see him on set. We, um, this season or last season, Jermaine and I were trapped on the astral plane together oh, and we, God, yes. we actually had to do a song together. We had to sing, um, fuck. Would you, would you like to swing on a star, carry moon, whatever. Um, so we got to do a little singing and dancing. Really? <laughs> yeah. You're it, not the only one. And this is a superhero show. I don't know. I don't pay attention to all that. <laughs> I just show up and say my lines. I know that's right. So, what do you got in your pockets? I have a cell phone. I have a mm-hmm. my headphones. Um, got my a keys, dongle in some there. Some chapstick and some crack cocaine. Headphones and a dongle. Dongle. Yeah. What's a dongle? It goes into your Apple iPhone to make your headphones work. No, 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 no. Oh, you mean the uh, adapter thing? Yeah. That's called a dongle. Yeah. I have that, but I have the actual. Adapter, like like I have the actual iPhone eight. Oh wow! So, it's, yeah. so you, you still s- got the headphone thing. So you still got that hole, that sweet hole. No, you. I have the. Because I gotta use my dongle. So you have the hole. I don't have the hole. So how do you, you why got are you that hole? <laughs> I have this thing, you know. Let's see. Where the plug, where the power goes. I see. 
I don't know how to work this. I have that. I only have that thing. I don't have a hole. Yeah. I have a dongle. Yeah, I have that too. I have this too. But you, so you have a dongle. Oh, so your headphones still have the. My headphones are connected to a dongle. Oh, so your headphones phone. have the. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about this. It's like an ad for. You Apple brought this up though. I'm it's, against it. All right. When are we uh, starting this thing? When does it start, bro? Okay. Action. Okay. Hi there. We got Aubrey Blasso. People should note that Craig is now drinking straight vodka from the bottle. Slurp. Slurp. <laughs> Craig and Aubrey here, or you can call us Crawbrey. Crawbrey Plasson. Crawbrey Plasson. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Caller, uh, go ahead and ask your question. Well, hi, my name is Lauren. I'm from Indiana. Hey, Lauren from Indiana. I just want to know, is Craig Robinson alive or dead? Because I was Googling him earlier and I just couldn't figure it out. Lauren, you can rest assured that this is Craig Robinson and I'm very much alive. But how do I know? Well, I'll tell you this much, Lauren. A part of me uh, had to die so the rest of me could live on. You know what I'm saying? I think we all... Have to go through. Uh, I just think that's beautiful. Evolving in life, so. Uh, well, so it was a good question. Thank you so much, Lauren. And I Indiana. just love everything you do so much, and uh, you inspired me to get a divorce. Well, I hope you enjoy an evening with Beverly Lefflin because that's coming up uh-huh. next. Just like an evening to do anything on my own. I'm trapped in a loveless marriage, and I have five kids. Okay, Lauren. Thank you so much for calling okay, in. We're going to go to our next caller. Caller, go ahead. Uh, you're on with Crawbury, aka Craig and Aubrey. Hey. Hello. This is uh, Sam Smith. S- Sam Smith? Sam Smith. Hey, Sh- Sam Smith. That's right. Uh, how do I get this thing lodged out of my crack? <laughs> uh, Sam, you're on the phone with Craig Robinson. Oh, got to go. Okay. Well, that's that. Um, Tell me, Aubrey. Yes. Do people come up to you all the time about uh, uh, Parks and Rec? kind of stuff all the time do people come up to you about the office all the time do you like it it's like little flowers blooming everywhere i think it's beautiful i feel like that too you know it's it's we're so lucky like these are people who like like how long has uh parks and recs been off the air fuck i don't know uh 2000 like four or five years I'm really bad at math. It went off after the office, right? So y'all, y'all got about 2015. I think, I think so, yeah. Seven yeah, seasons. We're 14. We went off in 2014. So the, the, the fact that these new generations... Wow. Are y'all on Netflix? Yes. On both, nice. both, I feel like both of the shows keep having more... Rebirths. Rebirths. It's I incredible. Mean, and people you know, are... People, people in like, Europe, they're just catching on. But and, but people are like also are like, I, I've, I've gone through eight cycles. Like I'm hearing... How many cycles people have gone through? God, it's just an endless time fuck. <laughs> people are just binging and but you spewing know all over the place. Do you do you travel a lot? I do, I think. Well, I travel a lot for work, but this summer I traveled a bit for my personal reasons. Yeah, here, I, I, this, I know how corny it sounds, but being on the office, it feels like you got friends everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you feel like... You mean like because people will come up and say like they love the show and they Not love the character? That, they love the show, but it's uh, it's some about our shows, you know, those Greg Daniel shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, 
that that kind of I don't know make they, their way into people's hearts. They stick with people. People watch them. People are comforted by them. That you Comfort, they feel that's a good word, yeah. they feel like wow you're like you've got you got me through a hard time. I hear that a lot. Like your show, oh, not me. You got me through a hard. I've heard people say you yeah. know they got through cancer or the parents yeah. were sick or or the whole family only comes together for that you know I love particular that. time to watch that. Yeah, it's amazing. It's 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 bigger than than just a show. I think. I think so too. There's like um, a kind of spiritualness to those shows. Why do I feel like we've said this before to each other exactly in this position with opposing microphones in an abandoned hotel room? Mm-hmm. This has happened before. I know it. Maybe we said it while we were on set. Hi, I'm calling back. Um, this is Lauren. Hey, Lauren, how are you? I Welcome just- back. You just got to tell me, are you dead or alive? You're dead, aren't you? This, this is Craig Robinson, Lauren. I'm very much alive. Okay, goodbye. I was I was going to tell her FaceTime, but she hung up, I guess. Yeah, can you, you walk for... in the... Um, can you walk in an airport and like go onto a plane without someone noticing you and say... No. <laughs> of course, the airport do? is... Oh. Is the airport like a battle zone for you? A what? A battle zone? You know, I get a lot of people, um, it depends on how fast I'm moving, but I get a lot of people who like, wait, is that, I think, and then they go to look it up and then mm-hmm. I can be going, uh, if it's going to be like a line or something for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, airport, usually I, I know to go to the airport, you know, all smiles and ready. I just know if I saw you in an airport, I'd be psyched. And I'm not, I'm me. I mean, I know you. I feel the same way about I'd you. run up and hug you. I know you would, I, oh. and you you could actually jump up and hug me. I'd be like, "Come I'd on, love!" Jump right on top of you, make you carry me onto the plane. Have you ever been wheeled to an airplane, like to the airplane? I have. Um, after I got knee surgery, I was wheeled onto a plane. I was sick, like like hungover one day. Mm. I got out the car, and a freaking uh, Bill Hop dude, what's it called? Skycap, Skycap, Skycap. He was like, "You, you need a wheelchair." <laughs> like he wasn't no even close. I was so sick. I was just You're hungry, my hero. And, I, and I was just thinking, "How am I going to get to the gate?" So they got me a wheelchair and they rolled me through and you security, oh rolled me God. through the whole airport. And I was like, "Damn, this is the way." And then I really like, I really started playing it up, like, <laughs> like I was really. I, I get it. I wasn't horrible, but I was like playing it up. I like, mean. It starts there, and then you're at Disneyland, and then you're—I mean, then it just—I mean, it never ends. Uh, Become—it's a drug, you know. Getting wheeled to the air, Fuck like yeah. right to the freaking seat, almost. I was like, "Oh, thank you, God." I tipped them really good too. I was in a wheelchair, uh, in a what is it called when you go wine tasting? Um, <laughs> you get wheeled around the wine tasting. I was, yes. I was in a wheel. I have a picture, photo proof of this. One of my best friends had a bachelorette party and I had knee surgery, but I was like, I am not going to miss this goddamn bachelorette weekend that was in Napa. And it was wine tasting, which I'd never done before. And I got wheeled around all day long, wine tasting, and I was very drunk. But I didn't know it because I was sitting down. So it didn't affect me at all. Two questions. Yeah. Do you do the, Do you swallow the wine? Or do you spit it back out? I gotta swallow it. 
Okay, other question. What is, why did you have knee surgery? <laughs> um, playing basketball. I tore my ACL, mm. snapped it right in half. Oh. On the court during a live game. Oh. And I was in disguise. I was wearing a disguise. Was it Halloween? At the time. No, it was not. Oh, you were, you were, you. Like- I, as me, was playing in disguise as another teammate illegally because I wanted to play on this team that they wouldn't let me on. Oh my so, God. This is what? a true story. I had a blonde wig on and goggles. So they thought you were someone else. They thought I was someone else. And I fucking tore, snapped my ACL going up for a shot, had to be carried off the court. And the whole point of me even being in disguise was so that no one would pay attention to me. That's, <laughs> that is karma. Yeah, that entire gymnasium so was looking right at me. With, it took the wig off. I didn't like, take it off. I kept it on until I got in the parking lot. What? What? You, how'd you get the parking lot? I got carried. Did who? The people carrying you were they in on it? Knowing it was you? Yeah, my team knew I was in disguise. It was just the other team that didn't know, and the refs didn't know because it was illegal. Oh, so no one? They never found out. This is. Well, there was a documentary made about it, kind of. What is the name? Not of literally about that moment, but I'm. That part, that is in the documentary. It's a documentary on my basketball team, my former basketball team called the Pistol Shrimps. But I had have since self-traded myself to a different team on ESPN Live. The Pistol what? Shrimps. Is you a mean baller like that? that you had- I'll fuck you up on the court. No let's, doubt. Can we finish this outside, please? I'm not even kidding. I am let's, really let's good at go, basketball. Because I don't think you could... I don't think you could beat me. Like I would Baby, just. Baby, you have no idea. Come on. Any time. Come on, Cletus. You name the place. You name the time. I mean, I'm. I'll just. Let's go. I'm feisty. I'm sure people want to see with, this. We got to record this. I play with razors under my fingernails. Hold on. Hold the phone. <laughs> I'm like Dwayne Wade. You what? Dwayne Wade. Are you? Fuck yeah. You can hope like that. That's just, I'm form. most like Let's Dwayne Wade. I'm cold right now, but, um, you know. I got a, I got this form. <laughs> yeah. In my mind, I stick my butt out, mm-hmm. and it's like, helps me square up to the basket. So I'm like, Does it really out. help? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Psychological, though? Uh, 100%. Whatever it takes, I guess. Exactly. One time I met Chris Bosch in the hair and makeup trailer at Parks and Rec because he did a cameo. And I thought it would be hilarious to prank him. So I pretended to be the hair stylist. And he walked, and in my mind, I'm thinking, but he'll know that it's me. Like he'll figure out that it's me. But he didn't figure it out because he didn't fucking know who I was. So he just thought I was the hairstylist. And I basically pretended to do his hair for 15 minutes and then he left. And I was like, (laughs) well, I guess the joke's on me. Because I just did his hair and he didn't know that it was me. <laughs> did he ever figure it out? I don't think so. And they just let him go with the yeah. hair like it was? I mean, there was nothing to do to his hair. I just, you know, told him he looked good. What, what were you saying to him during the 15? Just making small I talk? I was just making small talk because I was like messing with him. At least I thought. And I thought like at any moment he was going to be like, oh, it's you. But then I realized like, why would I even think that someone would know that it's me? I'm not that famous and also like you know he's like playing a part on the tv show so he's probably got bigger things to worry about he's probably thinking about what he's going to do on camera or something so but i'm like in his face like you know messing with him and then he was like well if he watched the show he would 
He didn't know it was me. I was wearing but glasses, I, I, but I don't think he watched the show. Then I you tweeted can't at him. Watch the show and not know who you are. Well, I put the hair lady's glasses on, and then I like put my hair in a ponytail, and I was like, "Okay, hi, my name's Helena. I'm gonna do your hair." And he's like, "All right, all right, cool, cool." And then I just kept going, and then everyone else in the trailer was like. Is he gonna find out? And then and then and I was like, Well, I think you look great. I think you should get out there and do your do your do your take. And then he was like, Thank you, thank you, nice to meet you. And then he laughed and I was like, That really backfired. You never talked to him. You never talked no, to him. of course not. Where would I talk to him? Hey, by the way, that was a joke that you didn't get back then. That was a joke that was on me. Me, some narcissistic. Oh, look who it is. Lauren's calling in. Oh. Hi, it's Lauren again. Hey, Lauren. I was going to tell you, I'm definitely alive. And if you wanted to... I left my husband. If you wanted to FaceTime to see... FaceTime? How about body time? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please well, come over my house. Hey, hey, Lauren. What, can we get somebody talk to her? Somebody talk to her. Lauren. Hey, Lauren, we're going to put you on another call with somebody, okay? Okay. Help you out a little bit. All I right. am Thank you crying. so much. Okay, bye. Uh, bye-bye. So, yeah, West Virginia is that what you say you're from? West Virginia, Blue Ridge, Mama. What? Thunder Road, take me home. Thunder Road, right? Thunder Road, take me home. I hate myself. West Virginia. <laughs> now you're from Delaware. Yeah, and you're from Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. What's Delaware like? You know, it's a small wonder. There's no sales tax, so that's always a big gift, you know, whenever you go to the pharmacy. Um, Are you the most famous person from, from Wilmington, Delaware? You know, it's a great question. Recently, there was a poll, an online poll, about who is the most famous person from Delaware, and I fucking won that poll. I beat Joe Biden. He didn't even make the top four. That is what's going on in Delaware. Who's in the top? Who's out of the top four? If I can remember correctly, I, I'm gonna misquote this, but I know I'm number one. I know Ryan Felipe's up there. The guy that created the Heimlich maneuver. What's his name? Martin Heimlich. Why is it a maneuver? Marty Heimlich. <laughs> Marty's up there, and he's not even alive. A maneuver feels like you gotta like sneak up on somebody. To William do Heimlich. Heimlich. I don't. It's a maneuver. I mean, you gotta crush the um, burps out. What is it? My mother, one time, I was in her room. She was all in the kitchen. And all I heard was, crack. Oh, God. Crack. She was trying to say crack. But she, <gasps> couldn't, she was like choking or something. Oh, my God. And I just heard, crack. And I, and I got up and went to the kitchen. And I, like, I didn't know anything about that. But I, I just put my arms around and start pulling, you know. And, uh, well, and it was like a chicken bone or something. You wouldn't have known to do that if, if Marty Heimlich didn't create that How thing. About that? And if Delaware didn't exist. So, Delaware, save your mother's life. So, in a way, Aubrey Plaza saved my mother's life. Exactly. Do you still have that chicken bone? And that's going to do it for Craig and <laughs> Aubrey, the Crawberry. I feel like sessions. it's been four hours. <laughs> Has it? Oh, we got time left. With... Why well, should people go see this movie? Um, people should see it because we're in it. And man, we're entertaining. <laughs> if you could sit amongst a group of people. Igloo. Eskimos. Igloo Eskimos. Whomever. 
And do you hate, like, do you hate when people say, How, tell somebody what to say to go see this movie? What, what would you say to go see? Like, I hate that question. Because, <laughs> like, people are going to do what they want to do. People going to... Yeah, you I want to go, like... <sighs> They're gonna some people gonna see it three years I later. Go, I saw this cool movie, you know. So it's like, what? It's like I don't know what to say. Just go. Or just or, or don't how about go. this? When's the last time you had some really good movie popcorn? Hello. Also, like, get out of the heat, you know. Get some AC, mm. you know. Go on a date with someone where you don't have to talk to them. How fun is that? That's the best kind of day. The thing about movies are in movie theaters or the screen is so large that the movie actually impacts your brain in a way that it can't when you watch it on a smaller screen. And that's fucking science, people. So don't you think that you're getting the same experience when you watch Netflix and you watch Mm. shit on your phone? Because the size of the image counts. Size matters. You heard it here first, folks. The bigger, the better. (laughs) Ladies and ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for indulging Aubrey Plaza and Craig Robinson. The, the, the I'm so sorry, it's Lauren Plazinson again. Hour. It's Lauren again. I, I didn't hang up before. Hey, Lauren, look, we're just wrapping up the show. What, what you want to say before we go? I just wanted to say I'm I'm just so full of shit. I I don't have any kids, and I was never married. Um. I just, I'm in love with you, and um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm about to die. I'm dying. Lauren, thank you so much for calling. Please hit me up on Twitter, and we can, we can talk about this okay. a little bit more. Uh, thank I'm, you, Aubrey. I'm addicted to carpet cleaners. Goodbye. Oh, my goodness. She's so sweet. Thank you, Aubrey. Thanks, Craig. Lauren from Indiana, Aubrey Plaza, Craig Robinson, thank you so much for joining us on the TalkHouse podcast this week. The entire pantheon. Nick, we have some great pictures from this session. Pics or it didn't happen. <laughs> Listeners, you can check us out at TalkHouse on all the socials. Make sure to get the behind-the-scenes pictures and stories that way. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to subscribe to the show. We have some very cool episodes coming out, including Dilly Dally in conversation with Tokyo Police Club and Chef Graham Elliott in conversation with Blake from Jawbreaker. It's going to be a good one. Our theme song is composed and performed by The Range. This episode was recorded in LA by Gideon Brower and our Hook and Fade Studios in Brooklyn by Mark Yoshizumi. Who also produced the show. Thank you, Mark. Go see An Evening with Beverly Loughlin which is in theaters and on digital HD and on demand. And of course, go check out the Jim Hosking pieces on TalkHouse.com, including most recently, this is, okay, this is the title, because you, you, you ready for this? I'm ready. I moved to Hollywood briefly, and they gave me a Hollywood cat, and very quickly it ran away. Isn't that also the name of a Smith song? It is. Yeah. <laughs> Till next week, I'm Ellie Einhorn. I'm Nick Dawson. Peace. True love never dies. True love Dirty babies. Old babies.